What's up, Generation XYZ? This is your girl, Rogue, stopping through so we can always kick back and keep it real and righteous. So, woo, I have been really, really enjoying the just the opportunity just to kind of reset and renew. Um, we did a fast, um, Pastor Suge and Minister DNI and kind of still coming off the coattails of that. And so I'm just blessed to be back and just to share the word that the Holy Spirit gave to me. And I pray that it penetrates the hearts of those who need to hear it. Amen. That my flesh will decrease and the Holy Spirit will take hold and increase. Amen. Um, I want to talk about being too comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went there. I don't know. I, you know, I was in my Bible study time a couple of weeks ago and I was reading devotionals and God said, you know, nothing worth having is preceded by comfortability. And I'm like, what? It just blew me away. This is like four o'clock in the morning, like four thirty, four forty five. That's usually around the time God wakes me up. And I spend time with him and I'm just like, wow. And then he was like, think about all the situations you've been in. And he, you know, God highlighted some things for me in my life that I've been through. And I'm like, wow, you know, whoo, you know, I wasn't comfortable. But then he also let me know, like, after the discomfort always came a blessing. And I'll share one experience, maybe two with you all, because, you know, I'm trying to work on you know, sharing a little bit more of my testimony and who I am um, and who I am a part of Generation XYZ. It's kind of weird, you know, this is off topic, but I'm going to go ahead and say this. I almost feel like that middle child. I'm not a middle child. Y'all know that uh, Pastor Suge is my younger brother. It's only the two of us. But like, I've seen the middle children and now I get it. And with me being the, you know, the Y and XYZ, I'm kind of the awkward one. (laughs) No shade to any uh, middle children out there. But y'all know what I'm talking about. We're a little unique. We're a little different. We could be a little throwed off, but we are all about it. You know what I'm saying? We are the life of the party, okay? Um, So I'm kind of like the middle child in this thing. But I am going to spend this year... Just allowing you guys to get to know a little bit about the generation Y, the millennial, you know, and who I am. But anyway, let's get back on topic. I'm such a teacher. Let's get back on topic. So I thought about an instance or God allowed me to think about an instance where I was uncomfortable. I remember when my son, when I was pregnant with my son and Back, you know, back when I was pregnant with him, the doctor's like, okay, you can choose your due date. I think you're going to go this long. And so I chose 1-7, January 7th, because the first of the year, one is the beginning and seven is the number of completion. And so I purposely chose his birthday because of that, because, you know, I'm like, okay, it'll be completing my birth journey. God will bring him into this world, right? Well, I would say around the fourth, I ate some Chick-fil-A, didn't agree with me. I, but I couldn't throw up, y'all. You know, when you're pregnant, you usually have morning sickness. You usually like can throw up. I could not throw up. 
I tried to like, I'm like, okay, maybe it's gas. Tried to drink a little soda, tried to expel the gas, couldn't do it. I did throw up the soda, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. And I just had to sit up and sleep a couple of nights in this big brown chair that his father bought me from a thrift store that I totally didn't agree with him bringing home. But I was thankful at that moment <laughs> that he did because that was the only way I slept. And so, mind you, the 4th or the 7th, and then finally on the 6th, the night before I go to St. Luke's to have my son, I'm like, okay, I'm going to lay down. My stomach is not hurting as much. I haven't eaten as much. I didn't know what was going on, but I knew I was like super duper uncomfortable, right? And I remember my husband was at the head of the bed and I was at the foot of the bed because I didn't want to wake him up and I'm just moving, y'all, just tossing and turning. My pregnant women out there, y'all know. Y'all know, like, sometimes we can sleep, sometimes we can't. Those babies, they be down in your hips, they're in your back and everywhere. So I'm moving, I'm tossing. And, of course, you know, when you go in to induce your labor, or if you have a C-section or what have you, I didn't have a C-section, but I know usually when you go in and induce and you plan your due date, then you got to be at the hospital, like, super-duper early in the morning. I mean, like... Before the cows start calling and the hens start, you know, crawling or whatever. So it was like three o'clock. I said, forget it. I can't sleep. I got to be at the hospital at six. I might as well get up. Took a shower. I felt a little better. Eased the back pain. But I still was like, oh, like walking to the car slow. I remember my husband, my mom. I want to say my brother. Everybody was coming, you know, or they came and met us there. Um, but we were in that car and I'm just like, Lonnie, slow down, you know, hitting all them bumps. I'm like, oh my gosh, please don't hit the bump. I can't handle it. Don't do it. Please slow down. Stop. Move. What are you doing? You know how it is. And, um, so I made it there and the nurse was like, wow, you know, they hook you up to the monitors. They do all the, the stuff they do to mommies. And she's like, it really like dehydrated. And I'm like, yeah, no stuff. I haven't eaten in like three days. Or four days, I've been feeling yucky. And finally, I laid on my back in the hospital bed and ended up puking. I was like, give me a bag. Give me a bag. And she's like, what's going on? And my husband's like, I think she got to puke. And so I puked, okay? Now, in the midst of this, and I thought about this years later, I know why I was uncomfortable. Follow me. And so I go in there, and my mom will probably tell you this story. She just did not like my doctor, y'all. She did not like seeing her daughter uncomfortable amen but she also knew that her grandson was arriving and so it started getting real intense they gave me the pitocin I was dilated a few centimeters but I still was uncomfortable I'm like even though I puked I feel a little better Kalem we went in at six Kalem was supposed to be here before that and then my grandma's like well you know it takes longer for your first babies I'm looking at the clock it's like eight o'clock y'all at night Okay, I shouldn't have known this boy was going to be a night owl, okay, because he had us waiting all day, okay? He didn't come until like 9.52, okay? And mind you, again, I still haven't eaten. The cafeteria is closed. I knew it was closed, and then everything around us was closing, so I was like, this baby better come on out of me, okay? God blesses. My beautiful son comes in the world, six pounds, like seven ounces. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. However... Guess what? He has the umbilical cord around his neck. Before that, let me back up. My mom got so upset with the doctor because his heart rate kept dropping. But you know, 
I have a, I knew I was raising a thug <laughs> because I grew up on Tupac and Biggie. I'm a millennial, you know? So I trusted my doctor because his heart rate kept coming back up. It wasn't like dipping, dipping, dipping to where it was low and was not recovering. Calum is a fighter, okay? And so I was, I trusted the doctor, but I had prayed about it and God said all things will be okay. And I'm like, God, I'm uncomfortable. My baby's heart rate is dropping. Um, it's coming back up, but it's dropping. And God just said, trust me. Amen. And so when I look back on that opportunity, or not opportunity, look back on that experience, I had to trust God in my discomfort. But after the discomfort, he blessed me. And a lot of times God calls us to try things and encounter new experiences and go different places and do different things or submit our resignation and go for our dreams. And we get nervous. We get anxious. We get afraid because we don't want to be uncomfortable. But he's really what he's trying to do is really bless us. Amen. And so, of course, my blessing in that moment was a healthy son, because even though the umbilical cord was around his neck, he was very healthy. He did have a small case of jaundice, but he was good. You know, Caleb is and he's still running around to this day. And so that's just one of many instances um, where God allowed me to have some discomfort for the betterment of myself. And he allowed a blessing to come forth. And so when I went to scripture, God took me in Matthew. And first he took me in Matthew chapter five, where Jesus went up to the mountain and he sat down on the side of the mountain. And then, you know, the disciples gathered, gathered around him and he began to teach them. And then he went into the Beatitudes. Um, but right after that, he took me back up in Matthew to chapter four, verses 19. And he, he brought that scripture back to me where it says, come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And so I thought about that whole story of how he saw the two brothers, Simon and also Peter and Andrew, and how they were throwing their net into the water, right? For they fished it, they fished for a living. They were fishermen. And then Jesus called them and he's like, hey, come follow me and I'm going to show you how to fish for people. And And they trusted him, right? And I know they were probably uncomfortable, but they trusted him and they left their nets at once and they followed him and they, they did become fishermen of people. They saved so many souls alongside with Jesus. But if they would not have left and trusted in him in the uncomfortableness, could they really have been a fisher of people? Now, God is, you know, merciful. And a lot of times he still blesses us even when we're undeserving but oftentimes we prolong our own blessings because we don't want to trust him. I've um, understood that in this walk, you're going to come up against adversity. You're going to be uncomfortable. You're going to yearn for God to get you out of some situations straight up. God, get me out of this. I can't do it. I'm over it. This is crazy. As I say, this is stupid and this is the ghetto. You will hear me say that a lot. But in the stupidity and in the ghetto, God always brings me to the betterment of who he wants me to be. I mean, perfect example. I have another example. This week at work, I'm like, God, this is uncomfortable. This is not, this is not healthy. I can't do it. And, you know, he called me to have an uncomfortable conversation with someone that I worked with. 
that I had to reprimand, so to speak. And I'm like, ugh. But then on the other side, God is preparing me for a leadership position. So it's like, yes, I'm making you uncomfortable because I'm going to bless you with that leadership position. And in leadership, you've got to hold people accountable. You've got to have uncomfortable conversations. And I'm like, oh, Lord, help me. You know, I, ugh. I'm a confrontational person. So I'm okay with this comfort. But I'm a confrontational person if it's positive confrontation. You know, I'm not talking about throwing them bowls. You know, that was like back in 2003, 2004, 2002 when I was in high school. No, I'm joking. (laughs) I'm talking about we can sit down and have a conversation and be productive. Amen. And so then I went back to the Beatitudes and I noticed a pattern. When I teach my students, I'm always like, especially like poems. And I feel like the Beatitudes is somewhat like a stanza. I'm like, what is the pattern of the text? What do you notice? And so chapter five opened up with God, you know, gathering the disciples, sitting down on the side of the mountain. And then in verse three through 12, he gets to the Beatitudes. And it's like, God blesses those who are poor and realize they need for him for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Okay. God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing the right thing. Amen. For the kingdom of heaven is there. And then it finishes off with God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Be happy about it. It had an exclamation mark. So, you know, I got to get enthusiastic. Be happy about it, XYZ. When they out there, you know, talking about you crazy. When they out there throwing dirt on your name. Be happy about it, says the Lord. Be very glad for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. Again, what exempts us from suffering and being uncomfortable as God was? or the Lord was, as the disciples were, as ancient prophets were. What makes you exempt from discomfort in this season? Nothing. Nothing makes you exempt. Because if you're a real follower of Yeshua HaMessiah, you know that adversity almost always awaits you. But you also know that when you get over that mountain... You get to the promised land. When you get over that mountain, you get to the blessing. When you cast your net on the other side of the boat, when you pick up your net and you follow Jesus, you can become a fisherman of people. Amen. When you put in that resignation and you go and you set foot and you go, you establish that LLC that God has birthed in you for decades. Amen. When you go ahead and you finish those last credits because you know God is going to bless you with that degree. It is what it is. Discomfort. When you think of an olive and how we extract oil or any nut and how we extract butter, it goes through a pressing and a crushing process. Now, biblically, we as followers of Christ, we symbolize the oil as the anointing. Amen. And so when you think about that, I always think 
God, in order to get this oil, whew, this oil is going to have to be smashed and pressed, and it is, right? But the oil is where it flows. The oil is where it's pure. The oil is where it tastes good, amen? And so, in order to get to the oil, you got to be pressed and crushed. But a lot of times, X, Y, Z, we don't want to go through the pressing. We don't want to go through the crush, but we just want to get straight to the blessing, straight to the anointing. That's that's not how it works, X, Y, Z. Y'all know I'm keeping it real with y'all right now. That's not how it's going to work. Now, are we always going to be in adversity? Maybe, maybe not. God says that there's a season in Ecclesiastes for everything. There's a season for everything. There's seasons where we're comfortable, right? But there's also seasons when we become too comfortable, God makes us uncomfortable, amen? And so what I want to stop by to tell you is stop being comfortable with your life. This year for me, I said, I'm going to do everything that makes me uncomfortable. I am going to do some things in ministry that I've never done before. Truth be told, when I got on this podcast, I was uncomfortable. You, I mean, think about it. Minister D had been ministering for decades almost. Pastor Shook had been preaching since he was seven. And then here you got little old me. I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm just a mother, wife, and a teacher and a praise and worshiper. You know, I sing, I praise dance. That's me. That's my name. Amen. But God said, no, 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 no. I got to make you uncomfortable, daughter, because I birthed some things in you that you knew I birthed in you. But since you were so comfortable, you didn't move. So now I'm going to make you move. So now I'm going to make your brother, I'm going to use Pastor Shug to, you know, build this platform and Minister D to get on this platform. And they're going to just double team you until you get into what I told you to get into in the first place. I'm like, oh, Jesus, hallelujah. Bless me, God. Speak to me. And so what I'm trying to tell you is some things you are going to be uncomfortable with. You're going to start out being uncomfortable. But if you just trust God and keep going the path, you will be comfortable. Amen. A wise man said, comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. Comfort the afflicted. Affliction every day. We're going to be afflicted as Christians every day. Disciples every day. Evangelists every day. Pastors every day. Teachers every day. Apostles every day. Elders every day. You're going to be afflicted every day because the devil is upset, y'all. Y'all know he upset. The devil is highly upset. But I also heard a wise man say, you're not going to be hungry for righteousness sake if you're too comfortable. I don't know about you, X, Y, Z, but in this season, in this year of my life, I'm hungry for what God has for me. And I know that I cannot remain in my current state if I want to step out and get the blessing that is waiting for me. 
So I want to stop and encourage you not to be too comfortable, not to let those naysayers keep you in the same position that you're in, not to let the people around you just appease you and rub your ego and allow you to remain where you are. If you know that God is pushing you out, if you know God is pressing on you, if you know God is pulling on you, just go with the flow. Just let him pull you on out because he's going to bless you. What I noticed in the Beatitudes was, the pattern that I noticed was it said, God blesses, God blesses those. And so God blesses those who are obedient to him. See, a lot of times our obedience is not with God, but it's with ourselves because we're fleshly. Oh, thank you. Holy spirit. Flesh and blood did not reveal that. So if you want to be used in this season, you got to be uncomfortable. And sometimes your uncomfortableness will come at the expense of your obedience to God. Amen. Because if we're uncomfortable, we got to say, Lord, I want to go with you. You got to be like Simon Peter and Andrew and just be uncomfortable and go with God. Amen. You've got to be hungry for God in order to receive what he has for you in this season. And that doesn't mean staying on a job you know you should have left 10 years ago. That doesn't mean allowing that man or woman to raise your kids to continue to sleep with you and y'all ain't married. Amen. That doesn't mean that you should not be going back to school when God told you five years ago to go get that degree. That doesn't mean that you should still be running in that same group of people that's smoking weed and drinking, but you know God is calling you to a life of save, sanctified, and to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I'm in y'all backyard. And I'm not perfect, XYZ. I've been there, done that. I've been in situations where I'm like, oh, I'm comfortable. I ain't leaving this position. Mm-mm. I'm not leaving these groups of friends. Mm-mm. I'm not leaving this job. And guess what God did? As soon as I said that, he made me uncomfortable. He shook things up. He said, oh, no, no, no. You've been praying for a thing. You've been believing for a thing. Now your posture is obedience. See, we've got to be obedient. And obedience is uncomfortability a lot of times. It's not always comfortable to be obedient. I mean, my seven-year-old son to tell you, he asked me the other day, Mom, why do I have to follow instructions from adults? This is a seven-year-old. I said, I know it's uncomfortable for you, but in your obedience, God is going to bless you because he's instilled in me and your father to raise you. And so you're not going to be comfortable all the time with what we're telling you to do, but trust in God that he's using us to teach you and to guide you so that when you grow up, you'll be a blessing to the kingdom. Amen. And it's the same thing with us, XYZ. We've got to trust God in the discomfort. We've got to trust God on the in the valley. We've got to trust God when we don't have food on the table. We've got to trust God when inflation is kicking our behinds like it's doing now. We've got to trust God when a doctor says no. We've got to trust God when our kids are lost and stolen and broken and running the streets. We've got to trust God when we don't even know how we're going to have these children. When we've had the infertility journeys. We've got to trust God in all things. It's not going to be comfortable. But it's going to be worth it. And that's what I'm going to leave you with XYZ. Just think back on your life. The moments that God grew you. The moments that God blessed you. The moments that God brought you. The moments that God elevated you. Were you comfortable prior to that? Or were you uncomfortable? I guarantee you, you were uncomfortable. 
I guarantee you there was some conflict prior to it. I guarantee you there was some doubt before it. I guarantee you there was some anxiousness and some nervousness and some, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Lord, I don't think I can make it before it. But if you just cast your net and you pick it up and you go with him, he'll do some things for you, X, Y, Z. Trust him. Believe in him. Know that God is able. Amen. And so my prayer is that this week that we get uncomfortable. Don't let people stop you from growing in God. Get uncomfortable. Amen. I love y'all. I will hear from y'all soon. I hope to hear from y'all. Actually, I'm going to try to set up some uh, email or a new Instagram page where you guys can DM me because one thing I want to do that I am going to do in the name of Jesus is I want to receive questions from you and I want to answer those questions from a real and a righteous perspective. You will hear about that soon. It's still in the processing moment. We're still sitting down and meeting about it, but XYZ has some wonderful things in store for our listeners this year. We want to get closer to you. We want to be more in tune and in touch with you. You guys blessed us. You've allowed us to be where we are today and without you. And God, most importantly, none of this would be possible. So I pray that all of you have a blessed week. And you'll hear from me soon. Bye.